0: Welcome back to discussion with the friend podcast. It's your boy Rod. I'm here with my two co-hosts, JC and JA. Um, this is where we talk all things life from personal, professional, and societal perspectives. So let's just get right into it. First thing I need you guys to do though is to subscribe, hit that notification, hit that bell, like, comment. Go ahead and hit the Facebook page up over a thousand likes. Go ahead and you know hit us hit us up on Spotify apple podcast the whole nine instagram we everywhere so show show love show support um very special episode for y'all today a guest episode um one of our friends uh serena is going to come on here and just tell us a little bit about photography and what she's gotten into as far as her career goes um both from a professional aspect and freelance aspect so let's just jump right into it how y'all doing today though
1: I'm straight, bro. I'm straight. I can't complain. Just got back home finally, so I'm just trying okay. to get back into my routine.
2: I'm good. How you doing, Jay? Home. Come in, um I'm in prep right now, so I'm feeling as good as I can, you know. If <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you guys know what that life day. is like, yeah. Hey, I got the bang for a reason. Let's just say that, but we going to do the damn thing, and uh, we're going to do what it do, you know. We got responsibilities. We're going to take care of them.
0: Factual. Hey, I'm doing good. I cannot complain, man. I'm I'm feeling good. I had a bang last night. I had to get some work done, low key. So I'm still feeling that. So <laughs> let's jump right into it. Turn to nothing sun to nothing sun and back like the map of destructions. No, we're not doing dysfunction. Talented letting no, we be on our functions. Be on our function. No need for introduction. You my friend, take a seat and discuss it. All right, so yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it. We already did the introduction. So um thank you for joining us. Um so we're just gonna ask you a couple questions about you know, how you got to where you are now about photography, um, you know, career goals and, you know, kind of a little bit of current event stuff. So first off, could you just tell us, I guess we'll just do the normal layout, uh, education and who you are, and then we'll go from
3: there. All right. Um, OK, who am I? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so basically, I'm a senior at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. Uh, So I basically moved out of the cornfields just to end up in more cornfields. So Um, I'm getting my degree in kinesiology and a minor in chemistry, but I'm pre-med. So hopefully medical school is the plan, but I kind of took like an untraditional route um, by majoring in kinesiology, which is more focused on like the anatomy and like the bioscience of human movement. So like a lot of people who are interested in like sports medicine our, like, physical therapy, our athletic training, uh, go this route, but I wasn't trying to do no biology, because <laughs> low-key, was, like, super hard my freshman year, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, switch out of this, but, um, yeah, so I decided to just go through a different route, um, but, yeah, so after graduation, uh, hopefully I'll start medical school. I'm just waiting to hear back from different medical schools, but, of course, I have different backup plans. Um, just in case I don't get in which I hope I do Um, but really what led me onto this path was to be honest I've been like questioning it a lot lately uh, because like since the pandemic and everything I feel like I've definitely like have kind of lost my passion for medicine Um, and that's not just because like healthcare workers have been like really like going through it uh, given the pandemic but just because like I feel like with universities and like schools in general, like at least this university, like I feel like they never really like cared like about their students, like the students who literally like set the reputation, like for the actual school. Um, but like with the pandemic, I just feel like I like even more became just like going through the motions and just like trying to get stuff done and like just trying to get the grades I need. Um, so I wasn't really like necessarily learning anything. Not like I really was before, but it just became, like, like, eh. like, I guess I'm just, like, in too deep, so I got to get it done. So I've been definitely right. questioning why I even came down this route, but I always remember how, like, as a minority, like, as a woman, I, like, I come from an, a disadvantaged background and from an underserved community. Um, And even though, like, you guys know Rochelle, like, a lot of people, like, I grew up with, like, grew up around were, like, pretty, like, like middle, middle class, class like, like, pretty, pretty privileged, privileged, but um, I grew up in, like, low yeah. working class, and, like, that's completely, like, overlooked, uh, like, in a community like that, but just like I said, coming from an underserved population, I feel like, like, that lack of attention that, like, my family had, and, like, the whole community, um, underserved community, in Rochelle had, uh, is definitely, like, a reason why I kind of chose to go down the route of medicine because it just ties into a lot like public health too, and just like putting it out there that like literally the only reason I mean honestly like Austin back to like like just because like our skin color and like our backgrounds like literally just because we're not white and that's why we're like stuck in this like disadvantaged uh like black hole literally, um, so it always like ties back to into like. My interest in like political science, even though it's not something like I pursued, um, like here at U of I, but yeah, I guess just like I just want to like give back to the community like I was raised in, I grew up in, and just try to like be like impactful in that sense. But, um, even though, like I said, I feel like it's not really like my calling, I still feel like it's I'm my close duty. On
1: that, by the way.
3: yeah yeah yeah, it's
0: a lot to unpack right there
1: do you do you think that you're almost forced into not necessarily forced but i guess that kind of is the right word that you're forced into having to do something that makes a lot of money something that does provide because you don't really have the ability to do something artistic because so much of that is betting on yourself and like you said from the type of people we come from don't have the resources yeah we don't have the necessary resources that other people have so understand you're saying it's not your calling do you think it's not your calling because you don't have a choice is my question
3: yeah so that brings me back to my next point i feel like i've convinced myself my whole life like this is something i want to do but like subconsciously and I feel like I'm just really doing it because, like, as a minority and, like, as a first generation college student, I feel like I really have to, like, fulfill, like, my family's, like, expectations or, like, even just the expectation in general of being a first gen college student. So, gotcha. in that sense, I do feel like I don't want to feel like I'm forced into doing this because obviously, like, I have a bunch of, like, different interests, such as, like, photography and, like, designing and all that kind of stuff. But is that enough you know what I mean and obviously like I would never go into like a profession like law school or like medicine or even like engineering just for the money because personally like me like I've always had the comfort and like the confidence that like whatever I end up doing like I know I'll be good at it like I know I'll actually like do like what I enjoy so it's never been about the money but in the aspect of like how you're saying like just like family and like expectations You know, like, of course, like, our generation, like, I'm sure, like, similar to you guys are probably just, like, expected to, like, be big time and kind of, like, compensate for, like, the struggle that our families went through, like, before, like, our ancestors, you know what I mean? I don't know if that answers your question, but.
1: I think that does. Yeah, that was a good answer.
0: I wanted wanted to jump (laughs) in on that because you talked about school and. Obviously, you said you go to U of I, so that's a PWI, uh, you know, big, big big school. But I just wanted to ask, so like, is it is is another reason maybe why you're not filling the medical field? Because you said you don't really feel supported. Is it because of the school? Because maybe like if you're in a different kind of school or demographic, maybe it would be more support for people that look like you in in that respective uh, field. So you think it has something to do with the school? Like you said, like you want to dive into that?
3: honestly i feel like school nah, okay yeah of course i'm gonna you don't gotta
0: you know you don't gotta talk crazy but yeah, yeah.
3: It a bro i'm a, i'm about to keep it a buck 50 with you not just a buck. <laughs> <laughs> nah but i feel like to a certain extent there's like that balance between your own like Like, your own, like, capability, not even capabilities, but just, like, your will to do it, like, your passion to do it, like, the drive to actually, like, like, you know, like, pursue, like, whatever you want to pursue. And I had this discussion with my brother the other day, too, because he was like, oh, anyone can, like, become a doctor if they want to. I was like, nah, because Mm. not everyone comes from a privileged background. Like, there are so many people. Especially people of color who grow up in these communities where they don't even have access to like clean water or like healthy food. So, what makes you think that they have the access to like good schools that are going to provide the resources to help them like excel and like go to college? You know what I mean? Especially like in these same communities, like they're like the breadwinners of the family. Like they have to provide for their family. So, what makes you think that they have like even the opportunity to actually like go out and like become a doctor if they want to when there's like so much on the line for them? And at some point I kind of felt like that too, but like coming, I'm like super privileged to like come to U of I and like have the opportunity to like have access to like a good high school, not good high school, but a decent high school um, and actually be able to like pursue a degree and a career. Um, But I feel like at this university in particular, and I can probably speak on a lot of universities too because like a majority of universities in this country are PWI, but I feel like i don't know it's like it's like a double-edged sword because like you're here like you're here to do something you're here to like do what you want i guess but to an extent i feel like the most hindering factor is definitely like my background like my race like being muslim being arab like not even like literally having to identify as white and like even being white passing but not getting like that white privilege you know what i mean so, like, obviously, like, I experienced, like, a lot of racism on campus, like, literally, like, by white people, like, by Zionists who are, like, anti-Palestinian. And I was going to
0: say, can you give, like, some examples? You don't got to, like, say nothing crazy, but, I mean, this is, <laughs> I've never heard of it No name drop
3: time. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like it's, like, it's just, like, so, like, under the rug. Like, the university will do anything to, like, sweep stuff under the rug just to, like, maintain their reputation it's just, like, you literally don't care about the students here unless they're, like, white. And, like, basically, like, okay, for example, this past weekend, like, there are a bunch of, like, Zionists on campus. Um, and if you don't know what Zionism is, it's basically, like, like, if you're Israeli, you're, like, literal Zionist. But a lot of people conflate play, uh, like, Judaism with Zionism, which is, like, completely different because, like, 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 here on, on campus, like, there's, like, this like, a few like, people, like, conflate like, like, anti-Semitism like, and, like, anti-Zionism, like, like so much. Like, but, like, anti-Semitism obviously means, like, like hatred against, against Jewish people. But yeah. anti-Zionism is, like, like, like a being against like, against, like, Zionists. So, like, like, being against the people who are kind like, of, like, colonizing Palestine, Palestine and who are, right. like, like, murdering like, and displacing Palestine Palestinians like, to, like, call that country, like, their own. So, given that... There is are these Zionists on campus, and really the only thing that they try to use against us is that they try to call us, like, anti-Semitic and all that kind of stuff, but, like, they themselves conflate anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism because they literally have, like, no, like, defense. Like, they literally have, like, they should have nothing against us. Like, they're the ones murdering our people. They're the ones, like, occupying our land, and that all sums back to, like, white supremacy and, like, imperialism. We, we see the same, same stuff in like America, like when Americans like, like came and like, like colonized the land and like displaced like Native Americans and put them on reservations. But anyway, that's, that's my point. point. Um, I'll go right. into like further I detail about, about that because I feel like, like that's, that's also, also like the so whole like, like
0: Palestine and
3: everything about it is also kind of something that doesn't really get spoken kind on of a lot because people so kind of brush it you off. you had a question
0: life. about that, JC.
1: Yeah, uh, so I do. I do actually have a question about that. It's mm-hmm. basically about the Ukrainian war and what's going on now, and how. Yeah, I knew she's about, she's about to get in her bag now. Uh, <laughs> I'm about yeah,
3: to get
1: awful. my bag, for real. The, the Ukrainian war and how there's so much support for that, but there's not any support for all the things that are happening in the Middle East and things like that. How do you, how do you feel about that? Because I've never seen we're in support with. Anything Middle East, but when it comes to Ukraine, all of a sudden right. we have to give all our money we need to donate. It's everywhere with Uber, global
3: cry, Lyft. literally it's
1: everywhere inside of like uh hotels, airports. How does that make you feel coming from a family that's in the Middle East that didn't get that same praise and love that they necessarily
3: need? It's literally like so frustrating to experience so much hatred and so much like Like, all of that kind of stuff, like, growing up, like, your entire life, your ancestors experienced it, people like you experienced it, and, like, all of a sudden, like, this has been, like, boiling my blood. Like, I've just been, like, so bitter about it, and, like, obviously, like, I do not support, like, the killing of, like, innocent people in Ukraine or Russia or anything like that, but it's just so crazy to me that really, like, like, what is happening in uh, Ukraine is what has been happening in the Middle East. And even in countries in Africa and like South America for like centuries and like it literally just gets ignored, it gets brushed off, like no media coverage whatsoever. But all of a sudden when it's happening to a predominantly white country, a European country, it's a global outcry. Like everyone wants to support them. And it's like at such of like a smaller scale too of what's even happening in Palestine, like let alone Palestine, like in the Middle East and all those other countries in general. So it definitely boils my blood that literally like everything just comes back to white supremacy and everything literally just like had to do with like skin color and religion and background but so i personally haven't like even been like really caring to show my support for like ukraine especially because the u.s literally instigated everything that's like happening anyway like the u.s is like such an evil country i'm not gonna lie but they literally like They, like, also are, like, part of the reason why, like, Russia and Ukraine are, like, butting heads, but also, like, yeah, I guess it's just really frustrating to be in that, like, predicament where you're kind of, like, like, as a person who, like, is an activist and advocates for, like, social justice and, like, equal rights and human rights and all that kind of stuff, people are probably, like, assuming that, oh, I'm going to go out and, like, show my support for Ukraine. Like, so many people are showing their support for Ukraine, but I've never seen them post anything about Palestine. And the crazier part is that, like, all of a sudden, like, people, like, the UN wants to declare um, that, like, Russia is committing war crimes and, like, human rights violations in Ukraine. I was like, so what, like, is it not human rights, like, violations in the Middle East because, like, we're not white? But then again, like why do we identify as white then if you guys are going to like literally like not treat us or give us the attention like we are way?
2: so but, there's there's two things <clears throat> that i want to uh i want to just rebuttal to you and i want to see if it resonates with you one i agree with you as far as like the issue with support and support being equal all over the board i think that support has become like almost like a a marketing war and people have come into like this party to say i need to drop this in my bio because i've been told so um you know, with popularity and um, things get overlooked that are very, very serious. And that's a, that's a real issue. But from me coming, coming from somebody that went through school, did I did not use my degree. degree um, I don't use it to this day. And I felt that with a lot of minorities, minorities for us, values resonates more with our passions with um, our versus like people that don't have to think about um Um, their values values as much because because of their upbringing not having to lack the essential fundamental parts of what makes a family right so I think a lot of times like as a minority we have to think about like okay I want to get the job to make money but in reality if I can just have like some stable situations within my home like paying bills is an issue we can have more family time um, mom doesn't have to work overtime, she can be at home with the family, dad doesn't have to be missing 60 hours a week. I think that we're far more satisfied actually doing what our passions are if we can build that stable uh stabilization within the family. I think a lot of times when we seek those high-paying jobs, that's what we're trying to do for the next generation. Um so with that being yeah, said, I agree for sure. Do you do you envision yourself um taking the alternative route to say, you know what? These are my passions. And even though it is a huge risk, I'm gonna go ahead and take the risk and see if I can build stabilization with my family with my passion and my talents rather than my degree. Even if you do finish your degree. Is that something that you had come to thought?
0: Great question.
3: Yeah, that is a really great question. I feel like what you are expressing is definitely like you like how like we value like family more than like maybe like other people do or like maybe white people do. But that's because they've always had most people white people at least from my experience have always had the privilege of being in like a stable household like having a stable family so I feel like it's kind of our job to like break that cycle so I do feel like I have to kind of like shoot high and like actually like make the bread and like be able to support my family but not even just that but and not even to just set the standards for like my future kids but I just know that it's nothing like Obviously, like, having money growing up is nothing like my family, like, really ever had. So I just feel like, like you were kind of saying, like, yeah, I guess I do kind of have to, like, jeopardize, like, my actual, like, interest um, by, like, pursuing, like, a career that, like, makes a lot of money, if that answers your question. Like, not that I want to, but I feel like I have to, you know what I mean? And I I don't know, I've been, like, conflicting with myself because, like, why do I have to, like why can't I just like do what I want? Why can't I just like put in my all into like photography? I love photography, but like, I also want to do the most that I can for like my community and like my people and like me, like I measure success through impact. So am I making an impact through photography? Am I making an impact through like designing apparel? Or will I be making an impact by entering this corrupt system and actually trying to be a part of the change or like even dismantling like western society and like western medicine because it's just like so like evil literally but so i guess like i do have to sacrifice like my actual interest to actually like make a difference if that makes sense and i'm not saying you like can't make a difference like by doing photography and all that kind of stuff but for me i just feel like i have to actually like be in the system and like doing something about it you know what i mean like doing my part because i know that like other people who like currently are in the system aren't doing their their part yeah. or aren't like giving the attention to like the population i'm trying to target if that makes, sense. that makes sense i
1: don't but i don't i don't necessarily think you have to sacrifice like your interest but you unfairly have to balance what you need to do and your interest cuz i think that's what we all do like Rodney the, the job he has is it's not what he wants to do like if it was just interest based it wouldn't be that like me luckily it is what i want to do but there's a lot more that i like as well but i got into this field because mm-hmm. i'm not like you said i'm we got to do what we got to do to make sure our family is straight so engineering was like a no brainer mm-hmm. but i also do like it so it worked but the thing is, I like a lot of other stuff, too. It's similar to Jay and his degree. He can go out and do what he needs to do with his degree, but he likes fitness. Now, yeah, he likes fitness. So he did a total 180, which is something that I, I don't see. I can never see myself only focusing on clothing, only focusing on graphic design, only focusing on it, it has to be a full circle for me. So I think you don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to sacrifice, but you just have to unfairly balance what you actually want to do and what you have to do.
0: Well, I, yeah. I was going to say, I think what what Jay is kind of saying too, is like you kind of take got to have to take yeah. risks yeah. because basically when you're, you know, we're kind of talking about entrepreneurship when you're, you know, talking about chasing dreams and goals that you have, you know, if we're talking about clothing, if we're talking about fitness, um, you know, we're talking about it in a business aspect. So he's kind of saying, you know, even if you do get your degree, are you... Going to be willing to take that risk to jump out there and start, you know, maybe a photography company or a you know clothing line company. You already have it, but you know what I'm saying. Like make that your full time gig because a lot of us, like Jay is saying, we have a full time gig. Like he's saying, it actually aligns with what he likes. It for me, you know, I love. You know, I've been in education for going on three years. I'm not saying that I dis- dislike it. But that's not what I went to school for. So, you know, when are we going to take the risk to chase your dream and put that ahead of whatever it is we think we need to survive or maintain? Because really, you know, because you're talking about coming from these uh, disadvantaged backgrounds and whatnot, um when the emphasis is on, I need to maintain, I need to support my family. I got to make sure we doing this, this and this or whatever. So I'm going to work whatever job it is to get, you know, a substantial amount of money and then I'm going to do my own thing on the side. But if you're focused on doing that for so long, you're only pushing your dreams and your aspirations to the back burner. So, you know, maybe that's just something to think about because you're still in school. And I was going to ask, you said med school, what did you uh, want to pursue? Because I actually work for a nursing school, so I don't know if it was like nursing or you know something like lab. that, or.
3: <laughs> 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 you better <about to> put <laughs> me on. Too. Okay, wait. So, I want to go back to the risk part real, real quick, quick because, because I, I feel, feel like, like I have, have to kind of like take, take the, the L. L. I'm taking those risks so that, like, L. in the future, like my, my kids can take those risks because they know that they'll be set. You know what I mean?
0: Foundation, yeah.
3: exactly Exactly. so So that's that's why i've always felt like like i literally have to go go big or go home home. and And not to say like like, i I literally like hate medicine like Like, i don't want to do it but like what will i do the best in? you know what i mean like what essentially like we're kind of forced to think about the future like so much we can't just think about ourselves but um especially like when we're thinking about like the next generation and thinking about like our future families but that's why i feel like
2: i have to like
3: really Even when I am in in medical school, school, like who knows if I'll continue like photography, like like, maybe like like, of course I I will, like it'll always be a skill I have. have, But but will I start start up up, like my my own like legit studio? Like will I actually like will like my platform blow up? Exactly. But do I have that time if I'm supposed to be committing it to where I'm supposed to be? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And that's and that's the that's the whole that's the whole, you know, question right there. It's like, what am I going to do with the time? Because the time is more important than the money at the end of the day. And like yeah, you right. said, you're not really chasing the money anyway. But your time mm-hmm. is something you'll never get back. So, exactly. you know, you could be investing all these years into something like school, like a mid school, like whatever it is. But if that's not what you even want to do at the end of the day,
2: can you it's really, you know, yeah. benefit from No, so I will tell you. I took a long time to decide, like, was I really willing to give up um, pursuing my field and my degree to answer my own values? And to me, my passions were my values. They're a representation of what I believe I was and what I was to my family. And when I thought, I said, you know what, if I go hard in my field, the amount of work I would put in for somebody else's business and their dream, if I took that level of work and just put it in, just starting just with fitness and what I like, how much would I get for from it? And when I start to really equate that level of work ethic, and I said, if I take it and put it in for myself, I'll answer my values and I'll provide for my family. And I, I really solely believe that, especially because med school, I would guess would probably be a lot harder than getting a four-year IT degree. Um, I don't feel it was that hard personally. Um, I think that if you ran with that, and you thought about like, you know, why is it that I got into the passion of photography? Why is it that I got into the passion of clothing design? And you really answer those questions. I think your potential is is through the roof um, when you come with that fire and you say, you know what, I could do this for a hospital. Or I can do this for me. That's just me being real. So inspirational. That's my boy. Yeah, no, but hey.
3: That really resonated with me
0: for real. <laughs> yeah, I really went Hey, through. so I just, to, I just wanted to go ahead and push this mug a little bit so we keep talking about photography that's that's why you really on here you know you got a whole page Serena shoots and you be doing uh photography for the uh the athletics at U of I as well right and you do your own freelance you know uh like commencement ceremonies and whatnot so can you really tell me the difference between shooting like sports and then shooting like an actual photo shoot where it's like a maybe a ceremony or something like that. What's, like, the differences? What's some things that you like about each? What's some things you dislike about each?
3: Right. So, honestly, when I started photography, it was because I was low-key bored on campus. I was like, let me just buy a camera. I bought this crappy camera off of Amazon, refurbished, got it for $180 with the trash ones. I was like, dang, I'm so cool for this. So I just started shooting. And then... Now that I look back at the picture, I was like, wow, like, I was so trash at photography, and I really thought I was, like, all that, but I first started photography with the interest of sports photography because I feel, like, low-key, like, not that I'm bitter about it, but, like, I've always been a sports fan. I've always been, like, a basketball fan. Like, I played basketball and softball growing up, so I guess I was kind of salty that, like, like, just talking about, like, family again, like, I don't think my family like really like wanted me to like go to college for sports. They'd rather like have me go to college, like for medicine, you know what I mean?
0: Right. So
3: I guess like doing sports photography was my way to uh, like connect back to like sports and actually like to like be involved in it. Not just because I love watching it, but like, okay, like I'm going to get into photography. So now it's just like a win-win. But I started taking pictures for the newspaper and I would take pictures of, like, different, like, stories, and then sometimes I would go to the game. um, but then when COVID hit, uh, I kind of, like, I don't know, I think I got kicked out low key, like, out of the newspaper thing, because I would never show up to the meetings, but then I started just taking pictures for the athletic department, because they needed more photographers, so I was, like, even better, because it's just, like, focused on sports, so when it comes to sports photography, I just feel, like, especially, like, a huge, like, adrenaline rush, like, all the time, and, like, being like an Illinois fan, like going to school here, and you know, you're literally going to be on the edge of your seat, like in any game, like any type of sport, like we're either going to win or lose. And if we do win, it'll be like literally by one point, like it's going to be so close. But, um, it just like also like connects me to like the community here at U of I, because obviously it's hard for me to kind of like embed myself into a community that kind of like hates me, you know what I mean? Like, they're islamophobic they're like racist like you know what i mean so connecting through sports and like being a sports photographer allowed me to still like be a part of like that sports community that college community um but shooting sports is really hard like when i first started shooting sports i was like wow like i'm really bad at this and then you have to worry about like oh am i like in an outdoor setting like at a football game am i in a stadium for a basketball game like there's just so much to like factor in and i feel like I never took a photography class, nothing. I literally just was, like, playing around with my camera oh, wow. and, like, taught myself how to use the. And then... How the hell you get that job then, to, uh, for the? I literally emailed them. I was like, y'all need photographers? And then, boom, next week I was taking pictures at a football game, literally. <laughs> but Man, um, Networking. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I remember teaching someone how to use a camera last week. And I literally realized that I do not know what anything on the camera means. I don't, I don't know, know what anything I'm means. I'm like, like, I don't know what ISO I means. I don't know what aperture means and none of that. I just literally know how to use the camera. You know okay. <laughs> I know what it means, but like, like to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, like I know I, I how I to do you know. it. I don't know how to explain it though. So I was like, wow, like I really it's question like myself memory. a photographer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But as for, like, um, like portrait shooting, I'm actually taking someone's proposal pictures after this, so I'm kind of nervous. I've never done proposal pictures before. So yeah, I'll let you guys it. know how it goes. Thank mm-hmm. you. But I feel, I feel, like, like, feel like it's, it's more of, like, a, a calm, like, mellow setting. setting. So but me, you know, I'm such so so like so so an energetic person, like, like, person like, that sometimes I really like, dread, like, taking, like, 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 certain, like, graduation pictures like, or, like, you, you know, like, still portrait photos and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, like... And, like, with that, like you, you get, like, you get, like, you get, like, random people, like, asking you for pictures. Like, you get random clients. And it's just, like, okay, now I have, I have to, like, like go the extra mile to make them feel comfortable. So, comfortable so that, like, like, show my comfort, comfort so that they're comfortable. And, and it's, so it's not, like, awkward. awkward like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't, I don't want, want them to, like, like be awkwardly, awkwardly posing and stuff. Like, like, just be you. Like, like it's literally like a photo shoot. You know what I mean? So it's, like, a completely different dynamic. But it just, like, adds to, like, your character. adds to, like, your flexibility and the ability to, like, adapt. So, like a different environment, not just like in photography, but like in any kind of like social setting. But I would prefer sports photography over like portrait shooting, um, just because I'm like literally a scene for that adrenaline and I kind of like literally like feed off of it. Um, and it's exciting like the basketball team this year is really exciting to watch really exciting to take pictures of them and you're also like building that relationship with like a bunch of the athletes here so that's like even more connection to like further your platform um and like through photography and like getting to know like a lot of the players i was able to like collab with them with like my apparel line so then you're also like not just building my photography platform yeah
2: but i'm also building like my apparel
3: platform um And they yeah, all have like, like huge like following and all that stuff. So like at the end of the day, it's like an additional connection that you have. But it's always, always also fun too to like just send them the, the pictures, pictures you take. And um, then like they, they post and they're, in, they're like, like, like dang like my pictures like, are really really good. I'm posting them. So then, then, then you like get like, all gassed gas gas and then, then, then you then just, just, just want to take more pictures and it's like it's like a whole cycle. But I definitely enjoy it because I have like a deep rooted like passion for sports, especially like basketball. So yeah. I watch
0: the game for free, and I take the pictures. That's dope. Hey, one thing I was just going to say, and, you know, we've actually never met in person, but just from what I've seen, um, you seem like a real people person. Like, you're very personable, very, uh, you know, friendly. And I know that's just outside looking in. You know, that could be just with your friends or whatever. But I was going to say that to say, you know, with photography, you you almost kind of have to be that person because, You know, you're constantly meeting new people, constantly meeting uh, people from different backgrounds. And, you know, you almost have to bring the best out of people. You know, with sports, I would say that's probably maybe why you like it too because it's a little bit easier. There's a lot more content almost because there's so much going on. And, you know, you don't have to, hey, pose this way or do this, tilt your head like this. You know, it's just already moving. And you are the one that's really getting what you need up out of it. So I feel like, you know, that's a quality that I could at least see, you know, outside looking in that you have. And I think that most photographers usually have um, at least the good ones because, you know, you need that when you're connecting with people and you're trying to get like quality things, you know, quality shots and whatnot from people.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. I am. I mean, essentially I connected back to like my passion for medicine too. Um, passion i used to have like i still have it it's still there but, like you have to build that connection like with patients you have to build that connection with your clients so that they trust you you know like and like just talking about medicine real quick like as we were saying like the underserved population like have this distrust with western medicine and this distrust with like their physicians because they're not necessarily like beneficial to them they're not telling them like oh like this is what you need to do so that you're like not as susceptible to these like right like they to and stuff, you know what i mean yeah exactly like those are yeah anyway but back to photography you definitely have to be a people person and i've definitely had my experiences where i've had clients like giving like a super hard time um mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like you can't really do anything about it you kind of just like have to do your part and like get through it but i never let it like affect like my love i have for photography because like the amount of like amazing people I've worked with before will never like be undermined by like the one or two like bad clients I've had but I've also like low-key like I'm definitely like a people pleaser like I'm the person who like literally does not care like what anyone says about me what anyone like thinks about me but like in a professional aspect I literally am like I'm a people pleaser like even with my family like I always want to please them um so that also just it's kind of the reason why, like, I'm a people person, I guess. Um, okay, low key, like, sometimes I can't stand people, so that's why, like, I spend a lot of time alone. But, like, certain situations, you just, like, have to be a people person, but if it's something you're doing that you enjoy, then it, like, naturally comes to you to, like, actually, like, you know, like, move well with people and, like, build that connection. But, yeah, I guess my biggest thing is to just, like, make them feel comfortable so that, like, like, show my comfort so that they're comfortable. And then it's just, like, more fun for everyone, like, the pictures turn out better and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, so I have so a, a rapport. I'll go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, exactly. With, with all that you do, um, photography, juggling school, entrepreneurship, and two different avenues, do you feel like it's important for minorities to take that approach and get their feet wet with entrepreneurship while they're in college and to try to actually – Present themselves more avenues of opportunity, or do you think that's just something unique to you and that's not necessarily necessary for minorities? What advice would you give for them? Let's say I'm a freshman minority starting college.
3: Right. Honestly, I would suggest just like trying new things. And if you like really like it, if it's something you actually want to pursue, then you will do like, I'm not going to say you'll do whatever you can to do it, but you'll try to do what you can to actually be able to like engage in like those interests and actually be able to like make something out of it. But that also comes in part, like resources and like, like having the money to like attain those resources. Like I literally did not like, I could barely afford that camera. I got freshman year from Amazon for like 150 bucks, but like, at the end of the day, it's a good investment. Um, But I would definitely like some advice I would give is to like, literally just do it. Like, I didn't think that I would have, like, a whole, like, photography page, like, out of literally buying, like, a refurbished camera. I never thought that, like, designing a shirt would, like, lead to me, like, having, like, a whole, like, shop for, like, apparel. But, like,
2: if you, like, literally
3: just do it, like, I've had so many failed attempts. Like, I didn't really, like, build my platform for photography and, like, actually gain traction until, like, last year. Like, last graduation season, so, like, a year ago around this time. And, like, at that point, I had been doing photography for, like, almost three years but it just comes to show that like patience is everything like if it's something you love like you'll continue to do it even if it doesn't like pop up you know what I mean like obviously like my apparel line hasn't like popped off yet but like I'm still gonna like stick to it because I just like it's something I like to do it's something that I enjoy it's something that makes me happy so that's when I put the people pleaser aspect like to the side like Okay, maybe people aren't gonna buy my stuff. Maybe people don't like what I'm designing, but I like what I'm designing. I like what I'm. I like what I'm putting out there, and I just like the concept in general. So I'm gonna continue to do it. So I just just like consistency and like just like having like the willingness to like dip your feet into the water and like try something out, even if it doesn't work in the beginning or it takes time, uh, to actually work. But that's the one thing I do like about the minorities here on campus. I feel like everyone just has like a different story and like something different that they do. Like I know so many people who literally do nails like from their dorms I'm just like, that's like amazing. Thing, like, dude. Yeah, literally like, and they won't like let anything stop them from doing that either. Like I know so many photographers who are minorities here, like literally all of the photographers I know here, the photographers who take pictures for the athletic department, most of them are minorities and like, like any like artistic aspect, I feel like it's fulfilled by like minorities here. And that's like essentially like honestly what I like most about U of I and just like that community in general because I feel like that also t- like plays a role in like like we know that like the university like hates us, so like let's just do what we want anyway, type thing. So yeah. I don't even know if that answered your question, but I hope it does.
2: Hey,
0: I got another question. It look mm-hmm. like you got one of them, uh... it's that a luminous shirt? You got that on a I just large? I bought that, joint. whole time. Oh,
3: exactly. <laughs> loki Jay. ordered one. Yeah, nah, it's split.
0: So that's a, a long neck. sleeve. It's
3: a and crew neck, neck, yeah. And it's thick
0: Yeah, I need that. Oh, it's stitched? Yeah, I need that. I like the yeah. stitching stuff. I
3: like that, you know.
0: It looks like the but Supreme like logo. Less. Copyright. No, I'm
3: kidding. I'm, I'm gonna get... <laughs> I'm gonna get in tune. Yeah. Say less. I got you. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah. Y'all I got, got any more questions for us? So, uh, yeah. in terms of your clothing line, what, what's the concept behind that? That's question one for you. And then question two was kind of based off the photography, how is shooting portraits, proposals, graduations, sporting events different from shooting product apparel?
3: Mm, that's a good question. Okay. So the concept behind luminous, it's like low key cheesy, but like that's just who I am okay I'm like a cornball like shirt up but anyway so I remember okay so last year I got COVID twice like within the span of three months like all in all I was like dummy depressed I was like I was like going through it like I was like okay it's over with but then I was like it was winter break I was like you know what I'm just gonna start an apparel line because like I've been wanting to like my secret passions are low-key like I've always wanted to be like a designer like a fashion designer And I've also always wanted to be a choreographer, (laughs) but like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not going to do that choreography stuff. Cause I'm like, actually I'm not going to do it. Like with apparel, I was like, okay, let me just do it. Like, let me just do it. So I was like thinking of like what to call it. I literally had like no idea. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to call it luminous. because Basically the the definition of luminous is to like shine through the darkness. And I just felt like it was the epitome of like my situation at the time. Like I was really down. Like, everything I was going through, I just, like, felt like I was, like, in this, like, black hole, but, like, at the time, like, actually being able to, like, like, take myself away from that and, like, all those, like, sad feelings and, like, put that time into, like, doing something I liked. I was, like, okay, like, the brightness through my darkness uh-huh. is cheesy, but, like, it worked out for me. Oh, but, yeah, it's cheesy. <laughs> that's still code. But like, that's, that's cheesy, but that's code. It's, yeah, it's cheesy, yeah, but like tough. it makes sense. It that's makes tough. sense. I
0: mean, it's factual.
3: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically the concept behind Luminous. And I remember, like, the first hoodie I um, like designed, like, it sold out within a week. I was like, oh, wow, this like just got to cut off. Like, I'm gonna be the next Vlan, the next vape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but not because like the next thing I designed only like one person bought it so I was like okay let me humble myself real quick but um yeah that's basically the concept behind um luminous but it's something that I kind of took a break from uh last semester because I was just like dummy busy but it's something that I've been taking back out and something that I actually want to like balance my time into and not kind of just like do it in like first I actually want to be consistent with it because I feel like consistency is key. And if I do keep up with it and I'm consistent with it, then maybe one day it will pop up. But low-key, I'm about to tell you a secret. I don't, like, take pictures of... Okay, so, like, if you go to my Luminous page, you'll see, like, people, like, modeling my stuff. But, like, (laughs) low-key it's a website and you, like, upload a picture of your PDF and it, like, sticks it on models for you. So, I don't even, like, take pictures of, like, people... Okay, yeah, I will Oh, so you, myself. so you, you do <laughs> like, like the, the, the most, have... uh,
1: PSD mock ups of models and just switch out. Uh, okay. Yes.
3: Like, so, I don't but... have the time to like go and take pictures of people, like in my stuff. Like, I feel like people don't have the time for that. Also, I would rather do like a whole like streetwear shoot with like, like, right. a, like a different concept than like modeling my own stuff when I can pay $13 a month to like use yeah, that website. You know what I mean? So I just do that. Right. But, um, no, What was the second question? You no, said something about it. like modeling my clothes. Yeah, that was oh, was- <laughs> yeah, I know
1: what you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm like the opposite. I don't, I don't want to use like somebody I don't know or like something generic, just because I know somebody else could use that same exact mm. picture, but it'll just be their t-shirt, and that's gonna irritate me if I just scroll by and I see it. Mm. So like, they're coming next month. Yeah, they're coming next yeah, month. So we're gonna do go a whole photo shoot and like my clothing line stuff. And I'm super excited about that. I'm I'm, I'm not sure really? how it's gonna be, so I was trying oh, to God. get I was trying to get some tips off of you, like, hey, what to do? But we'll see.
3: Okay, wait. I'll give you some tips anyway. Okay, so honestly, like, I in the past I actually have had my friends like model my stuff, and I feel like it's like more fun because it like sets the dynamic, and they like hype you up, like as you're taking like pictures of them, and, like hype up your clothing. So then it just yeah, like motivates you to like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but um honestly like wait are you guys all in it's texas me. or is it just uj yeah,
1: yeah. i it's used to all be all yeah. i used to be he's an indie Let's but see. we're all gonna okay. we plan to yeah, meet up yeah. every couple of months and next month everybody's coming out here and then two months after that chicago
3: okay bet exactly perfect perfect okay low-key like on amazon you can invest in uh like a paper like a like a background type thing, and it's like paper, and it's like super dope. I have one, and it was like 160 bucks. But it's like the perfect like setup for like, uh, like modern I know exactly like what you're and stuff. About. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Loki. I'm gonna just have to come to backdrop. Texas and just hey, like take on. these pictures for
1: you. We, like, <laughs> we got the uh, we got All the slide. Go go I know I'm what you're down. talking about the was... backdrop because I got the lights for that. That's why I look so illuminated right now.
3: So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I literally turned on my LED lights because I have, like, yellow lighting. So I was like, let me, like, balance this tone out real quick. But anyway. yellow, too. Yeah, um, no, I hate
0: it. I, I had a question just in case anybody was uh, asking. So if I wanted to get a shoot done, you know, just a regular shoot, uh, you know, not for anything special, just I want a professional shoot, something like that. You know, what what are like the guidelines behind that? You know, I know everything is different, but what would you tell somebody if they were like, Hey, I'm trying to do a shoot, Uh, you know, what's the prices, how, you know, how many shots or, you know, whatever, how many settings areas?
3: Yeah. So one thing about me is like, I'm not going to have different prices for like different shoots because a, I'm not trying to like keep track of all that. B, if I'm going to put in an hour into doing like a wedding, versus, like, an hour into doing graduation pictures, why would I charge more? Like, unless I'm, like, traveling somewhere or, like, have to, like, like go far, like, anything like that, then maybe, like, I'll upcharge, but, like, I always do, like, the same rate for everything. Um okay. But... Wait, I'm trying to remember your question, Lacey. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, what's,
0: what's that rate?
3: Uh, I charge 200 an hour, but the thing with me is that I also include editing in it, but I know so many people who... Like I hit someone up for graduation pictures because I was like, okay, wait, I can't take my own graduation pictures. So I like hit up a photographer, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, like sixty dollars for twenty pictures. I was like, bro, just charge me sixty an hour and give me however many pictures you take. Like I don't do that. I don't gatekeep the pictures I take. Okay. I literally send them like all the pictures I take. Like you can like do an hour. With- yeah, yeah, like you can do an hour with me, and I'll have like hundred twenty pictures for you. Like literally. And I always like have a variety. I always get like the different angles. Like I have an eye for that kind of stuff because I'm not going to just take one shot of like one angle. Like especially like with girls, like everyone, like I'm picky with pictures. Like I don't even like. Getting my pictures. Me too. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I never gatekeep like my resources. I never gatekeep like where I get like my equipment from. I never gatekeep the actual like pictures that I take because essentially like it's just like good serotonin for, for me like i get, I get a good, good feeling good, about it at the end of the day and i know that like when people get good pictures like it makes them happy too and then all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. so if you ever yeah. do want to book a shoot with me let me know i got post- you to the letter.
0: yeah our say less <laughs> that's definitely going to be done because must be playing bro i i had somebody what they tell me like what they tell me bro they tell me like Two fifty or something for like ten photos. Um, what if these not even really? hitting like that? No, she she no. She was saying she was saying you gotta pay for the area too because she was like, I have a uh different location, um, but you gotta pay for the different location and then it's only this amount of photos. Um, oh, what yeah. if I not even like this? Is my first time even doing the shoot, so I can't mm-hmm. even like. Yes, you might have a page, but. How do I know that my photos are going to turn out the certain way I want it to turn out, even with you editing, doing whatever, you know, if I've never done a shoot with you, anything like that. So that makes more sense. But mm-hmm. I'm not mad at yeah. nobody trying to get that red at the
1: end of, of the day. day. day.
3: Get it how yeah. you it. I always tell people, yeah, I always tell people not to sell yourself uh, short, like definitely like pay for like what people are getting. Uh, but like me, like I always have to, factor in like okay like I'm on a college campus like not everyone got bred like that so let me at least like cater to them to like an extent that I can where I'm also like fulfilling like my needs and like 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 living up to like what I'm providing you know what I mean um so that's why like in my rate I try to like include like as much as I can even like transportation to like different locations because I have my car on campus I know not everyone has a car on campus so, it's just, like, little things that, like, that that even, like, build the connection. So, I hate people who, like, charge, like, separate for, like, editing and, like, charge separate for this and then and it's just, like, comes out to be, like, $500 for, like, what, like, 20 pictures and I'm, like, going to end up not even liking them. So, but I've never gotten professional pictures done before. So, I have, like, no idea, like, how other people are. Like, I'm still, like, trying to, like, find a photographer to take my pictures and at this point, I'm just going to do self-assurance. how many how many
0: shoots you think you've done by now
3: wow um loki a lot like i literally have 16 booked for the next for april 16 shoots booked for april yeah i have one today i have two tomorrow and i have like four or five like every weekend up until graduation but it's exciting i know it's gonna be like a lot of work i know it's gonna be like a lot of pictures to have to deal with and like get them to people in like a timely manner so that they can actually have them to like post when graduation does come around. But I also like, like I said, I get serotonin. Like when I see a good picture, I'm like, Oh, like, this is fire. Like, you're going to love this. But I also don't go too crazy with the editing because I try to provide like more natural shots so that they can go crazy however they want. Um, But yeah, I would say I probably have had paid shots probably like, under 20 because like in the beginning i would never like charge anyone for pictures like i low you don't even like charge my friends mm-hmm. for like pictures He's like you've like, been here since day one you've always supported me like i'm not you're, gonna
2: you're different charge you for, that. I'm not going like, graduation
3: different. pictures type yeah, you thing you gotta
2: be you, careful you about can that. you can be my cousin i know
3: you, you i know because low key um,
1: you ain't always gotta pay me but you definitely <laughs> gotta be careful okay about that, yeah i people see. will take advantage of you
3: i know because exactly and that's what happened to me last year with graduation pictures low-key so that's why this year like i have a couple of friends who are like solid like nah like i'm not gonna let you pay but they're also the same friends who would like tip you know what i mean like they still like give me a payment even though i keep telling them i wouldn't accept it so i obviously don't like expect it but like they're like good a friend good enough of friends to like actually like compensate me for like my work even right. though i tell them like nah, like you don't have to pay so well, I feel you really like have to be picking and cheesy mm-hmm. yeah. Starting out I you kind of like st- have to like build that clientele and like all that yeah, kind of stuff.
0: Right. So starting out like yeah, you going, you know, you might do it for free because you you still starting out trying to kind of get your own um mm-hmm. experience in it. So and it's like you got it for your portfolio at the end of the day like even if they pay you or not. I'm not saying that's worth more, but you still if you really took some cold pics, I got this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. throw the little water watermark, whatever it is, on this mug. This mine. Y'all that's crazy.
3: Yeah, Low I don't even use a watermarker. Like I don't. What? Isn't you, that crazy? I, I
0: you made it. Uh,
3: it depends. That. It depends who it is, honestly. Like if I actually was like this big time like photographer, like had my own studio, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna put a watermark on that because I'm not about to have but like you no know, copyright. Because you here. can take a photo but, that you never know okay. is
2: great. Like, yeah, in like 10 years. So like you, I was gonna say, do I you just got do that? Into, uh, into photography, right? Mm-hmm. But like when I get into something, I dive into it like hard. So I've just been mm-hmm. like every day just studying more and more about it. And I did a bike shoot and I took a photo that mm-hmm. got extremely good feedback. So, such good feedback. The company that actually made my bike that I ride contacted me for the photo. And I would have never thought, like, I was like, oh, oh that's, that's, wild. that's awesome. like I'm not really, I would have considered myself a photographer because I'm so new to it. But I was like, well, I think I do have a good eye for it. When I sent them that boy, it came with a watermark.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We can do business. Like, yeah. Like, so I think oh, yeah, that, like, for sure with you actually doing it, it's essential. That, and I don't know if you're already doing this, but, like, raw files and then whatever edit you want, like, but I always try to get both, like.
3: hmm yeah, for sure. That's what we do with the like the athletic department too. I can't put watermarks on that because technically it's right. like the athletic department's R, property. Yeah. yeah. But I literally like value like raw like photos and then like the edited ones like so much because sometimes people like just don't know how to edit. So I'm just like bro, just, like, just like for surely. Just literally, just send it to me straight from the camera. Like yeah. I'll take care of it. You definitely so, gotta get some watermarks, yeah, bro. You gotta act
1: right. like who you want to become. So if you do want to be this big time person, you gotta throw it. Loki, I made one too. Like Jay said,
3: mm-hmm. you could have
1: one picture out of the yeah. twenty thousand you took that just pop off, and you don't have nothing that leads back to you. So you're missing all these other opportunities to grow. So if you learn anything in this uh, podcast with us, it's
3: go Let's ahead back. get you
1: a watermark. But uh, I got, yeah, I, I got one last question Make and a then uh, y'all can take the floor. I know back in the day, like probably like two mm-hmm. years ago when I was living in Indy, me and you used to talk from time to time, and we used to talk about shoes and stuff. Do you still sell shoes and like get the custom shoes? Mm-hmm. If so, what is your favorite sneaker? I've always been curious.
3: Okay, so low-key, I used to resell like a lot. And like kind of like what Jay was saying, like when you like start something, you like dive into into it like deep like that's like really what I did. And then I kind of stopped because like as a girl, like reselling, like it's just so annoying. Like guys are always just like so weird about stuff and like people think that they can take advantage. And I'm like, bro, like I know my shoes. Like you can tell me like name any shoe and I could literally tell you right off the top of my head like how much it's worth or like where I could get it from type thing. But so, <laughs> no not literally even though they be taxi but um no, nah, literally. I mean, I have like a good pair or like a good collection of like shoes to resell. I'm like, sorry, I'm like looking at it right now. But I that's because I plan on having a pop up shop sometime in April. So I'm just trying to like stack up my shoes for that too. But my favorite shoe, bro, y'all about to make me show you my collection. Okay. Come on I, then.
0: Come on then. For real? Show us on. Um, your Did favorite? Yeah, if it's your favorite, yeah. Yeah, I gotta okay. got to see.
3: You probably got some other see. I okay, low key. I'm mad at myself for selling my off white fours because I literally regret it. Okay, wait, let so me That's
1: what I thought. I thought it was gonna be the off white threes. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Virgil
3: can't never go. These these are clean. Yeah, off white nice. Them bitches. Okay, wait. What else do I have? I know. Okay, those key, are tough. Oh, I, like I, actually those. <laughs> I actually
1: wanted those. Hey, what, what like, those? Yeah, I actually wanted those. But I'm like, yeah, these are
3: fired. These are off white Air Maxes. Yeah.
1: She got all the off white.
3: Okay, but you I guys are gonna videos. like these ones, like straight up. Bro, these she are the got the wax in the middle. <laughs> e- hey, those, those,
0: those are some things. JAs. They're those some JAs. Yeah.
3: Okay, but my favorite pair of ones. I don't know. I have these ones, yeah, and they're pretty fire.
1: Those are tough. Okay, I, like I like those, shoes, yeah.
0: Those are but tough.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, I don't even wear, like, half of the shoes I have, but, like, fuck it. mean just, like, he he just to went
0: crazy, too. too so it's cool.
1: all love. <laughs> it's
3: <so laughs> all love. <laughs> okay, wait. I have a question for you guys before we end this. Okay. So. Did this start out with all three of you? Were you guys just like, hmm, like, let's do a podcast and talk about, like, sports, for example, and it kind of just, like, branched off into, like, talking about, like, other stuff and, like, current events and, like, bringing in guests or did you guys just say, like, okay, let's make a podcast cool. and, like, invite people and, like, talk about the stuff, I, I'm going to give this to either you, thing. Rod, or Jay because
2: uh, you guys would <laughs> talk about the origins because it did not start with me on the podcast, so. Um, I
3: would, I feel appropriate
2: for one of you. Mm, Interesting.
0: Uh, I'll go ahead. I'll try not to be long winded. Basically for me, I had, I had already started a podcast when I was in college with my boy, Jimmy, we had started, it was called the essentials podcast. Now I did that for our honors capstone project. I had no idea that it would ever like go anywhere. I put a couple of apps up on like YouTube or whatever, and that was that uh fast forward a couple years later uh, you know jc reached out and we were basically talking and we were thinking like dang we should start a podcast you know we basically like fleshed out the whole like idea the vision what we were trying to do with it we we're basically trying to learn um have guests on there that was like the big focal point was the guests and then um so we came up with the name discussion with the friend podcast he made the logo. He made you know the page and everything, and we just got started. Initially, it started on Facebook, and you know as we kept going, we thought about like quality things and whatnot. So you know that's why I say like we had did a recap video of season one, and we were basically like going over all our old videos. And you know I'm I'm cooking myself the whole time because I'm like man, our quality was so trash. My mic was so trash. My camera was so trash. So like we just been doing a lot of revisions you know as far as the platform now now we're on youtube uh we added the spotify and apple podcast aspect Mm -hmm. and you know we're like that's why i'm so geeked about like episode like this because this is where we started you know we started doing straight guests every single episode i think we had only did like maybe one or two episodes with just me and jay c and you know so we were bringing in guests teachers uh trainers uh police officers uh you know researchers, all just trying to learn just about that field, you know especially being people that like mo- you know multiple interests, and then you know i'm gonna let j c speak about you know his his take in yeah you, you know how j a got pretty added.
1: much letting her know of why we started I would say another reason why we started <clears throat> and we thought it was important is from an impact perspective, like we wanted to do something where we were learning, but we were also teaching others about the simplicity of people and their jobs. Like it wasn't about, we didn't want to have the exactly. most richest, famous person that we know on the pod. We didn't want to have Will Smith on the pod. We just wanted regular people on the pod that were doing amazing, great things. And uh, right. when we first started it, we, we actually tried to do, we actually tried to do uh, advice and then we tried to do music of the day and we tried to do a business of the day. What was weird is like nobody wanted we sure to did.
0: We sure did.
1: add their business to our, our podcast. Like people want to do it now. Now that like we're starting to get traction, but when we first started, mm-hmm. no one felt like we were worthy enough to have their business, which is kind of odd because some of these businesses are small. You would think even one little shout out, mm-hmm. what that can do for you. And then free promo. Yeah, it was the same with music. Yeah. So we kind of got away from that. Like once we started getting away from yo, we want to do this because we want to take care of the community. We want to take care of you guys. We started leaning towards more of not necessarily the community, but the person. And that's when Jay got invited where we started doing a lot more self-development type things. We thought it was important to get another person because me and Rodney agree on a lot of stuff, but we also butt heads on a lot of stuff. And if it's just me and him on the pod, people might think we skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp where we just – we're purposely, you know, purposely oh trying soul. not to agree yes. with each other. That's not true. Sometimes you truly just don't agree. So now when we have a mm-hmm. third person there, it comes off a lot more natural. So I felt like it was important to have Jay, especially because Jay is extremely smart. He uh thinks a little bit different than us. He's extremely cocky, so he fits right in with us. <laughs> yeah, and he swole.
0: And that boy swole, yeah. you feel me? We have to get him on. This, this our new muscle.
2: But uh I'm going to let, let, let Jay speak on it. On why yeah, he wanted to, to join, to in. Quick, How I think that um, as far as what I offer it's just a, a different perspective. Like the guy said, um, a lot of times my perspective is literally in between where uh, Rod and Jay's would stand. And um, as far as what I bring to the pod, a lot of times it's just experience because I, I had a very unconventional upbringing, and even like as in my adulthood, like I've done things very unconventional, and it's worked out for me. Uh, Jay's not lying when I guess you. I don't think cocky is a bad word. It Maybe that does That's tell you I, I am cocky. I don't believe it is. <laughs> like there's there's a little piece of me that understands Kanye West. I believe I can do anything, and when I tell you, like when you said that you could, uh, you wanted to do photography. I I almost hesitated to say this, but I was like, "Yo, if you want to do that, I don't care. Like I wouldn't care about what my my family thinks. They need." Or like what anybody's opinion is over school. I didn't care when I was going to school for IT. Like I knew I was going to get into my bag of fitness and I'm going to be at the top. And I still know that today. And I'm growing today still. But I tell I people, people all the time, I'm going to win the Olympia. And people look at me crazy. But when I used to say that three years ago, people used to laugh in my face. Now when I say it, people look at me like, oh, yeah, this is changing. So I believe like. We need to get, we need to get folks a t-shirt. shirts you got tonight. a shot. Yeah. he didn't say that in like <laughs> eight EPs, bro. But, like, I'll never stop saying it, man. Nobody can never make me not better myself. And I think that that's what I bring to the pod is just to experience to take risk and, and not be afraid to be who you are and say what you want to say. Thanks. Dang, that was deep. That's
3: true. Dang. That really resonated with me. I actually really like what you guys are doing. Like, really would. When- Rodney asked me if I wanted to be on the podcast. It's, like, all I talked about literally all month. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on this podcast. I'm going to be on this podcast. But, but I think it's really great. Yeah, we definitely, like, especially, like, coming from, a like, a minority population, like, we don't see this often because we're always just, like, shut down. Like, oh, like, yeah, like, you can't do that. Like, it's not right. going to, like, pop off like you think it is, all that kind of stuff. But I'm glad that you guys stuck with it because it just, like, leaves, like, a measurable impact. Uh, like in society and like in our communities. And like I said earlier, I measure success through impact and I think you guys are definitely doing that like really well. So
0: Appreciate that. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, Before we close it out, we like to do advice, but before I even say the advice, um, the reason why I reached out obviously was because of the photography aspect, but also just because, you know, you've been so vocal about um, you know, human rights and, you know, talking about what's happening with the Middle East and Palestine and all, and that's stuff that I truly knew nothing about. So like, even like with, with the Ukraine things going on and you was posting like the facts and, you know, what's going on in Palestine and how it's like, you know, significantly worse. Like, I felt like that was something that needed to be heard. So if we could even give that a platform for other people to be more aware, then I was like, I'm all for it. So, That was another reason why I reached out. So I I appreciate you for doing that and, and, and being on that side. You know, we need people to fight them fights. But so we do everything at the end of the episode. We do advice of the day. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let J a start and then it don't have to be nothing about like photography or med school. It could be anything, anything short, uh, just something you want people to, um, to hear. So my advice
2: for today, you guys probably, so ahead, bro, I guess bro. I would say something like this, but it's uh, don't be afraid of greatness. And I say that because I always think like my personal experience and the people I study, I love studying great people. I just got done studying James Brown every week. I study somebody different. And every time I find the similarity, when great people start something, nobody understands them. They're crazy to everybody. They're a lunatic. They're dreaming too hard. And they're just doing this oddball thing and they need to get their head out of their butt, right? But it's it's just, I find that funny that all great people have that similarity. A lot of great people have that similarity in common. And I feel that in my life. And I'm like, you know what? That's a clear sign that I'm doing something right. And I got something here. So don't be afraid to be great
1: for all well, the advice hey nice and simple bro i like that You definitely right bro cocky boy city that's what we should like name that. our pod that's <laughs> who, we, who we are <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> being great but uh my advice for <laughs> today is uh happiness is the highest level of success so i think that really does resonate with me and that was a quote that i read a couple of days ago just because i mean you can have all the money in the world you can have all the friends in the world you can have all the love in the world but if you're not happy it's dang near irrelevant and that's something i've I've had to work on myself because it's sometimes i'll put my happiness and what i want to do and the things that i would rather not do on the back burner because i'm trying to make sure i'm providing for everybody and assisting everybody But at the end of the day like the highest goal for me is happiness so i just want to keep like everyone should keep that in their mind that at the end of the day happiness is the highest level of your success and that's what you should focus on
0: I love mm-hmm. that.
3: Y'all <laughs> popping off
0: too. They really popping off. Hey, I'm going to try to add in, it. but not really. Really, I'll, I just have to say my advice is just tr- trust in the people that trust in you. So, you know, mend those relationships that you have with, with people, nourish those relationships really, and, you know, trust them. A lot of times, it's like, you know, through past experiences, you might have been through something and, you know, your trust is shaky and, you could see somebody has your best interest but you're not really willing to let them you know operate like that but you have to have trust and you know faith in the people that love you and faith in yourself to to be vulnerable like, that. like that so trusting the people that trust trusting you
3: you guys literally also what i was gonna say okay but i'm gonna put in my two cents okay i actually have two pieces of advice one literally do not trust the media just don't just mm. know your sources okay depending on what it is so like if you ever want to learn more about palestine go to dot that's probably like the best starter um like source that you can find credible and accurate information but my second piece of advice is okay well here yeah, i forgot what i was gonna say But what I was what I wanted to say was to trust the process. And then I also wanted to say, like, do what makes like do what makes you great, but like also what makes you happy. So I definitely would agree with you guys. But honestly, at the end of the day, just do you. Like it's your life. Like I guess like honestly my biggest advice is like knowledge is power. Like educate yourself. Like that's something like no one can take away from you like whether it's about current like events or yeah, even yeah, if I it's about like the thing. <laughs> that's facts though no. No.
0: that's that's it that's the one that's the one yeah
3: honestly like it's literally something that no one can take away from you and it's something that people are most threatened by so it's like really good to have yes. especially when it comes to politics when it comes to like life in general and just navigating exactly. your way through as it a, like, man, is, as minorities, minorities knowledge yeah. is, uh, got is a
2: protection
3: Exactly, exactly. It's literally like a life or death matter. Like, uh,
1: (laughs) good EP.